Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast. Coming to you today, we have Ed Gibbons, and Ed Gibbons is from Rewire Fitness. Rewire Fitness is a human performance company that provides evidence-based solutions for tracking athlete readiness, building mental readiness, and improving performance. I'm super interested in this topic, being a powerlifting and strength conditioning coach myself, working with athletes in different areas. We're always looking for different ways to expose them and get them to be at their absolute best. And Ed's going to talk to us all about this app that he has. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's great to be here. Uh, super cool to talk to someone on, on this side of it, you know, my side specifically being the, the coach perspective where I'm working with people one-on-one and I'm always trying to do my own thing and trying to get in their head, get them motivated. But sometimes I'm not, I'm not too sure what's always going to work. So I always use, you know, methods that have worked for me in the past, but they're not always the best methods out there. You've, you've come together with, with your team to create this app and what's the purpose behind this app? How does it work? And, you know, you know why did it come to be? Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, Rewire is built on this founding principle that, that every athlete understands the importance of mental resilience, but very little is done to actually train it. So what we built is a mental fitness app that helps athletes reach their full potential uh, and avoid burnout. We do that through providing solutions for improving readiness, recovery, and resilience. Uh, you know, we know the impact of the mind. It's been shown in the research, some great, great sort of research by Mark Cora in 2009, really showing uh, the impact of mental fatigue on performance and the detrimental effect that it has on that. And inherently, we know too, I mean, if I was to ask you, you know, what percent of, of performance would you attribute to in mind? Uh, what, what do you think you'd say for that? Performance? Well, I, you know, I would say very high amount. I would say something as high as maybe 80%. 80%, exactly, yeah. Uh, it's very within the range we hear. You normally hear somewhere between 50 and 90 plus percent. And yet our follow-on question of, okay, what are you doing to train it, recover it, and monitor it? It's kind of met with this awkward silence uh, most of the time because, you know, it's inherently known as such an important thing uh, in performance, but but yet very little is done to actually put some focus on it. So that's really where we're coming in. We're trying to provide a solution for that for, for all levels of athletes. So let's break it down a little bit. You said that this app is going to work with athletes and start off with letting them know about readiness. You know, for the for the listener right now, what does readiness essentially mean? Yeah, readiness is sort of a measure of your your preparedness to perform that day, and for us, that spans across three different measures uh, or three different domains, even. So, physical readiness, cognitive cognitive readiness, and emotional readiness. Um, that sort of reflects a really holistic way of looking at the human being. Um, you know, there's a lot of products right now focused on physical recovery, but yet we know the importance of the cognitive side of training and recovery. And we know the importance of the emotional side too, you know, how our stress impacts performance, how our frustration impacts performance. And so our algorithms take sort of a really holistic approach to understanding how ready you are to perform. And it really is ultimately a measure of recovery, how recovered you are uh, from fatigue. So this app is going to tell you if someone's ready to work out or ready to train or ready to compete? Exactly. It, it sort of sh- shares, um, well, 
gives an analysis of, of someone's readiness out of 100. Um, you know, that, that sort of shows their readiness to perform. And that might be across multiple fronts. That might be across their work. That might be across their physical training or even competition. Um, and even down to the point of, you know, just being in a great state to recover that day. So, you know, it really spans across, you know, perform has multiple definitions, but uh, depending on what, what you're aiming to achieve that day. But yeah, it's, it's a measure of your ability to perform that day. So what kind of metrics are you looking at to come to the conclusion if, or give somebody a score? Yeah, so on the physical side of things, um, we're doing the, the sort of uh, some of the key measures around resting physiology. So we're taking into account heart rate variability, uh, which is a really great measure of uh, recovery. We're also taking into account resting heart rate uh, as well as your uh, sleep for the previous nights. Uh, we're also taking into account your muscle soreness and training load. Um, we're syncing those from multiple sources that you've connected. So that might be your Aura Ring or your Bluetooth heart rate monitor or your health app or your Strava workouts, you know, a range of different sources that then pull into the app. And we can collect them real time. You can use, or you can use other apps information to, to collect it and then come to your conclusion with your app, right? Exactly. We're taking the raw data from, from other apps and, and our algorithm processes it internally. Um, and then on the cognitive side of things, we're running the athlete through a short reaction time test, which gives us a really nice analysis of the level of cognitive fatigue that the athlete's under. So that will involve trained reaction time, which is the reaction time, the average reaction time within a range of 100 to 500 milliseconds, which is sort of considered the normal range for a, a reasonable response. Um, outside of that, uh, if you're slower than 500, but still within the sort of display time of the stimuli, that's counted as a lapse, uh, essentially where your concentration is has lapsed for a lapse for a, a brief moment. Um, and that's another in, nice indicator in terms of your number of lapses of how distracted you are and sort of subsequently how much cognitive fatigue you're under. Um, and finally, on that front, we're tracking misses, which sort of is when you either had a false start or when you have completely missed the stimuli. Uh, so that's that's taken into account uh, your level of cognitive fatigue. Okay, so I'm familiar with a good... And then the final piece is the emotion. Sorry, go ahead. And then the final piece is the emotional side of things. So we're asking subjective questions around stress, frustration, readiness, and rest. And our system normalizes it to the individual. So we get a really nice personalized approach to the uh, individual athlete themselves, rather than looking at it on sort of a population scale, uh, we can go on a really uh, individualized approach. Now, can this be used for people who are going to go and, and do exercise and fitness and training, or is it just for competition? No, definitely. It's a daily assessment. It's used, uh, you know, regardless of what you're doing that day. Um, what our system does is it's not just understanding your level of, uh, you know, it's not just take giving you a number of, of how ready you are. It's also giving you a solution. So let's, let's sort of run through that. Say if you woke up today and you're under a lot of cognitive fatigue and you need to perform and for the time crunched athlete or, you know, many of athletes around the world, their day involves, uh, you know, work demands. It involves training demands, you know, a really a range of different factors. And that cognitive fatigue that they're under is going to have a significant impact. What we want to do is really empower the athlete to um, get in a better state and improve that, that level of cognitive readiness 
to be able to achieve what they want that day. So we're going to take their state data and we're going to understand their goals for the day, which they provided to us. And from that data, we're able to provide a recovery session that lasts around two to four minutes that is heavily fine-tuned to the um, athlete state and their goals, what they want to achieve. So almost where they are, where they are, and where they want to get to. Um, and by, by doing that, we, uh, you know, the result of that is essentially a mindset recovery session, which takes, uh, you know, might involve some specific guided breathing protocols. It might involve some binaural beats. It might involve some specific visualization strategies. It might involve some self-talk. Uh, it might involve some subliminal priming, uh, which is a tool used to sort of, um, we basically flash smiling faces and it has a really positive effect on mood, motivation and perception of effort. Um, so yeah, a range of different protocols we can really bring together and fine tune in a recipe like approach for the athlete's uh, goal. It sounds like a lot, a lot of good stuff there. Um, my, my question next goes to where did this come from? I mean, are, are you like a sports psychologist? Like, is that your background? Are you working with a team? You guys said, listen, here's an opportunity with athletes. Let's take everything and put it in the one happy package. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll dive into my background. But first of all, you know, we've got an awesome team behind this. Um, you know, we're uh, across the business, but also we work with a range of different advisors across uh, human performance who are really experts in their field. So neuroscience experts, uh, psychology uh, experts, and, uh, you know, physiologists, uh, sports practitioners as well we've put together a, a pretty incredible uh, sports performance advisory board uh, spanning from people like simon marshall who's a top level psychologist uh, pete mcknight who is a uh, you know a leading human performance coach coaching people in f1 and uh, you know at the top of their game um we've uh, got gina merchant who's sort of a behavioral psychologist uh, We've got uh, Paul Winsper, Director of Athlete Performance at uh, Under Armour. Uh, and, uh, you know, a range of, uh, I could go on and on, Tommy Woods, uh, Matt Hansen, Carl Corver, you know, a range of a range of different people there. Matt Hawkey as well. I don't want to miss anyone off here. <laughs> but, you know, a range of top experts in their field. And um, we're really um, work with them a lot to refine our, our sort of process and uh, you know a lot of consultants across the board so first and foremost an evidence-based product and that's how we we, we uh, have always approached it so yeah whenever we we really need to dive into something we we, we speak with uh, the people at the top of their field uh, as for my background I'm a grew up as a rugby player in uh, the UK uh Loved it. <laughs> I just love sports. Have done my whole life. I'm really a lifelong athlete. Um, when I was about 13, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And for me, that began my journey of uh, performance optimization and love for sports science. So first started with, you know, blood glucose levels. Uh, when you're literally controlling a bodily process, you get very attuned to your own physiology. And uh, so I was, uh, you know, starts my journey started with, how can I get my blood sugars in the best state for performance? And then it was sort of, right, how can I, how can I optimize my training for performance? How can I optimize re my recovery for performance, nutrition? And uh, then it, you know, got onto mindset, which really brings us here. Um, Cause it's, it's just such a key component of performance and it's something that I've struggled with throughout my, uh, you know, 
sport and uh something that you know we've been able, lucky enough to help people with since um and when i was uh you know i was lucky enough to sort of uh get to study that uh love of the sports science at loughborough university um which is where i met uh around the time i met son uh, and cody some of our co-founders uh and we got working on on this project um together so yeah it's been a been an awesome journey and uh really rounded out into a very holistic product for athletes there's a lot of different trackers out there you know i'll deal with a series of different type of clientele some when they got their fitbit on got their apple watch some of them got a polar heart rate monitor on them what i found is a lot of them they don't really understand even what they're tracking and stuff they they have no idea and i won't say that you know, it's the product's fault, but I just feel like their education level is, is just below what they just bought, but it's the most expensive one or the best one and someone sold it to them. Does your product simplify things for people? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of data out there right now. Everyone has all these different devices. I mean, you only have to look at me. I've got my aura ring on my finger. I've got my Garmin on my wrist. When I go out for a run, I'm going to put my polar heart rate strap on. And it's bringing together all these different sources. And, you know, you're at the gym and you're on a bike and they're tracking data there. How do you bring those all together? So part of our, our hope is we can sort of collect, collect that data and really provide meaningful insights. And... You know, one of the one of the first sort of, uh, I think, you know, following your point, like, what do we do with that data? That's really the challenge. Like, what does it mean? Um, and I think the key of that is is actually actionable solutions. Um, you know, you might wake up today and we say you're stressed, but just telling you you're stressed alone is isn't really doing much. In if if anything, it might actually, you know make you think more about that but what we do is provide a solution behind that so we're not just giving you a number we're not just saying this we're not just saying you know this is your heart rate today we're saying that this is where you're at and this is what you can do to get in the best state and it literally is as simple as tapping a button and launching the recovery session and we see really significant improvements in athlete states from those sort of short two minutes four minute sessions you know people's stress drops by 70 percent people's readiness improves by 30 percent um, people feel uh, you know 30 percent more focused all these different subjective improvements from just taking some time to focus on yourself uh, and sort of engage in some mindset recovery is incredibly beneficial and is almost a solution that comes with the the context of the the monitoring data. Let's say let's say someone um, had an HRV score. Their HRV score was quite low, and there's a new training session lined up. In your app, there's a recovery protocol for that. I mean, how would you change that? You just get a bad night's rest, and technically you wake up and you're recovered. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, a lot of these things are out of our control uh there's other factors that limit what we can actually you know the, the state we wake up in and it's it, it can really be very difficult i mean we've got the 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 nba finals going on now and you know they're playing games virtually every know, other day you have you have no idea i'm a huge nba fan i, I trained yeah. a, few, a few people this morning two of them said the same thing they said chris you, you look tired what's up i'm like the games are on until after midnight where i am <laughs> I said I had to stay yeah. up late to watch the every second night. <laughs> and, and, 
I'm, I'm blackout four hours of sleep because of these darn finals. So I'm coming in undercover just to train people. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you're just a you're just a spectator. I mean, I know them playing in it. And it's just wild. Uh, it, the demands on some of these sports uh, is just wild. And um, you know what can go wrong in that 24 hours uh, or, or however long, you know, longer than 24 hours, but that short gap between it. And then not having much time to sort of get back on track and recover is pretty significant. So coming back to your original question, yes, we provide sort of solutions focused on improving your physical readiness for performance. We can try a range of different breathing protocols, for example. Um, one in particular is called step-up breathing. And that's a great way of getting your mind and body in an excellent state to perform. Um, I'd encourage everyone to try it. Uh, the easiest way to do that is you know, checking out our app for free and just it's one of the sessions there. You can give it a go. Um, but equally, um, it's a, it's an awesome protocol. There's lots of stuff online. Uh, some, some really interesting techniques out there, but that's just one of the ones we use, for example. Um, some, some, some old school coaches would, would, would argue against using technology and they would say mental toughness is built through resilience, through training. You don't, you don't need to use any apps or anything. What would you say if someone suggested that? So just do the old school stuff we used to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. That's sort of, um, when we think of mental resilience and the way we train that, and um, I know for sure that anyone that's done uh, a team sport will have experienced this. Don't have too much experience in sort of a, uh, a training, group training environment for more individual sports. But there's a huge element of like training mental toughness or mental resilience through beating your body up. You know, that's how it's looked at. We beat our body up to train our mind. We push our body to our absolute limits and train to train our mind. And when you think about it, that's a really blunt approach to training our mind because it's almost, uh, you know, it's a secondary response. It's, you know, we're training, beating our body up, we're creating a lot of, uh you know challenges there um and and yes that's having some effects on our mind but it's really not a direct approach what we do is we focus heavily on the part of the brain responsible for that mental resilience so we focus on the anterior cingulate cortex part of the brain responsible for management of mental fatigue and perception of effort and we train that for a response inhibition task so the old way of training is very sledgehammer like like we're beating our body up to train our minds we're taking a very scalpel-like approach, actually focused on training the mind for performance. Um, this is backed up in the research, um, 2015 study exploring uh, brain endurance training, which is the type of protocol we use, showed that those using brain endurance training had triple the improvement in performance over those that were just training their body. Same, same exact same physical training, but had triple the amount of improvement in performance. So they lasted, uh, it was a time to exhaustion test and they were able, which is a brutal test if anyone's done one. <laughs> and uh, they improved their time over 12 weeks by 126% compared to the control group just engaging in sort of physical training, same physical training, um, who improved by only 42%. So incredibly significant gains. And, you know, we're in a world of marginal gains, but yet the mind is a fairly untapped component. So this makes a lot of sense. So you'd call this mental fitness? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
you know, mental fitness spans across training and recovery and uh, all those different aspects. It's, um, you know, there's mental resilience, which is, you know, also our tolerance to mental fatigue. Um, and then there's this more sort of on the spot cognitive readiness where we can really make some on the spot interventions to help with that. I, I think you can, you can hyper-focus on, you know, your mental fitness stuff or your sport. If somebody has a sport, you know, um, uh, one of my best friends was a pro golfer. So you want to talk mental toughness. It's like, you're, you're about to sink a putt. Someone comes up to you like, yo, you'll get sponsored, you know, 80 grand if you get this putt, like that's a little bit of pressure, right? I can see the stuff you're talking about, about being prepared, being ready has, has so much value in a sport like that. What if you're an average Joe and you're a little unhealthy and you're like, I need to go to the gym three times a week to get fit. Cause I'm not fit right now. And you wake up one morning and you're like, I don't want to go to the gym. Is your app applicable for someone like that too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the challenge there is not that someone's physically incapable of, of, of getting to the gym or getting on a, you know, getting on a run. Everyone has the, uh, you know, capacity in some way to engage in, in exercise. Um, we're not limited in that capacity. What stops us is our motivation. It's on the mental side of things. And we provide a range of tools really focused on pre-workout priming, getting you in the right motivation or state, uh, sorry, improving your motivation for that training, getting you in the right mental state, getting you in the right, you know, preparing your body for that performance. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's, it's on the mental side and that's really where we can have a huge effect. So, so this app is on a computer, uh, iPad and iPhone. So I'm just guessing this is going to be a lot of, um, uh, some visual videos in there is there just audio how does it work you said there's a tapping test as well for speed yeah this is an app based uh we currently don't have a computer it's just available on the app uh which you can download from the app store on ios or google play um a range of different tasks there's basically three different elements to the app and they really fit into the athletes 24 hours um big on 24 hours so we can come back to that if that's uh, of interest <laughs> but um we've got the uh, the readiness assessment part which is essentially a daily morning assessment designed to understand the level of um readiness across the board across our three domains of cognitive emotional physical that's a 90 second assessment features a reaction time task it collects your resting physiology and it runs you for a short emotional survey uh we've got a mindset recovery system which is made up of uh, a range of very accessible mindfulness protocols designed to help with on the spot uh, readiness or recovery, um, essentially across sort of pre-grain prep, mindset, mindfulness and recovery, focus and concentration, all these different aspects, really focusing on preparation, performance and recovery, I guess. Uh, what what um, tech would someone need to have to use this? Because you said you collect all this data. Would someone have to have an iPhone? Would someone have to have an Apple Watch? What's the minimum or the minimal equipment someone could have? Very minimum equipment is either an iPhone or an Android uh, or one of their respective uh, devices like iPad uh, or iPod. Um, essentially, you need an iOS device or a Android device. We you can then connect as much or as little as you want within our integration list. So if you're, you know, we collect a range of data in-house as well. So you don't, you, you literally don't need to connect to anything and it's fine. It's just the more you add, 
the, the sort of deeper on analysis can go. You guys do anything with uh, nutrition? Does that play a role in any of this? Um, we don't track that directly, but you know, it's definitely a huge factor in sort of some of the metrics we collect, like HRV, for example. Um, so yeah, definitely something along the line we'll be, you know, exploring. Uh, as of now, it's it's not a direct uh, metric we're tracking. Could, could you explain HRV to some of the listeners here? Maybe not everyone's familiar with it. Yeah, it's absolutely. In the last few years, right? You're seeing it a lot in the strength conditioning world, but it wasn't, you know, 15 years ago. You didn't hear. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, an incredibly interesting metric, and it's just. Um, very you know one of the one of the best metrics we have it's not everything but it's one of the the best ones we have um essentially it's a measure of the balance between um in fact i'll, I'll break it down a little bit more uh we think of a heart a heartbeat um and a normal resting heartbeat just for ease of use let's say yours is 60 bpm just for ease of use that isn't going to be one every second it's not going to be beating on the second every second you know one second one second one second that might be made up of 0.9 second gap followed by a 1.1 second gap followed by a 0.8 second gap every gap between the beat will be slightly different and the variation of those gaps is what is our heart rate variability and essentially what that shows us is how quickly our heartbeat can respond to external sim- stimuli. So how quickly we can respond to, um, you know, a stimuli that might slightly engage our sort of flight and fight system or the sympathetic nervous system, or one that might help us relax and sort of engage the parasympathetic nervous system more. So the variation between the two shows our sort of how quickly we can respond to, to what's going on around us and how quickly we can respond to the demands of the external, uh, into, sorry, the demands that's going on. Um, so the higher your heart rate variability is, the quicker you respond, uh, your heart rate responds or your physiology responds to those demands and the more ready you are or recovered you are for performance. Subsequent, on the other side of things, if you've got a low HRV, um, apart from sort of some rare um, edge cases, which we don't have to dive into now. But on, on, the, on the sort of lower end of things, if you've got a low heart rate variability, that's an indication that you're, you, you're fairly slow. Uh, you know, you're, you're finding it harder to adjust to the demands of what's going on around you. Um, so essentially, higher heart rate variability is an indication that you're more recovered. Okay, and then what kind of tools were you used for someone who their metrics came back and, and things were like semi-HR was not recovered? Like, what do you do? Because I'm assuming the majority of that's going to happen when you're sleeping. So I'm awake in the morning, I check my, my stats. Okay, he's not recovered. What do we do that day? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. So after engaging in the 90-second readiness assessment, which gives us a picture of where you're at for that day, we can then uh, pass you over a, a short two to four minute recovery session, which can be done as part of your morning routine. So in that sort of five minutes in your morning, you're already in a better state. And let's take sort of physical uh, readiness, for example, uh, which, you know, we, we HRV is a huge part of. So following from that example, we might create a session that features some self-talk, uh, really designed to sort of improve your uh, you know, get your body in the right state and mind for the performance. We might improve some step up breathing that I mentioned before. And essentially that features a range of 
uh, a set of hyperventilations, like triggered um, voluntary hyperventilations, as well as some long breaths. And what those hyperventilations are going to do are increase your blood oxygen level. And then what the long holds do is they create a CO2 buildup that then allows that sort of new oxygen to enter your cells. So we're really like doing a process of voluntary and um, really targeted hyperventilations and holds to prepare your, you know, your muscles and, and uh, cells for performance. Um, and there might be, a, you know, some visualization strategies in there too. Um, so we might use a specific frequency of binaural beats as well to, um, you know, maybe either uh, a 13 hertz wave can really improve your activity state. Um, binaural beats are a really interesting protocol. Essentially, they're a two-tone frequency. So we're displaying one slightly different frequency in each year. And the gap between is a third tone, which your brain starts to mimic. So if we do a 13 hertz tone, it's sort of a beta wave. It's ideal for activity. And doing that can really prepare mind and body for performance. It's so a couple of protocols to report together. You weigh heavily on breath protocols. Do you use a lot of breathing protocols? We do quite a lot of breath work. Yeah, uh, breath work is a huge part of it. Um, you know, a typical session might feature binaural beats in the background, and that could happen whilst you're engaging in some breath work. It might then feature some visualization strategies, and then it might get back into breathing, or it might go through some self-talk, some subliminal priming. Um, but yeah, breathing's you know really uh, one of the big protocols I say we use. Is that because you're always trying to tune the nervous system, whether it's the autonomic nervous system or parasympathetic are you trying to rev people up or bring people down yeah i think those parts of our physiology that we have quite a significant amount of control on and yet has quite a significant effect on the other processes that we're you know engaging in you know we're literally breathing in oxygen and breathing out co2 and that is a huge component of our energy system so we can have a direct effect there it's also you know that whole system connected to vagus nerve and sort of our heart rate and we can have a direct effect there as well so you know there's a range of different really significant processes that breathing has an effect on um, processes that really affect our performance and yet it's something that we have a huge amount of voluntary control over i mean put it this way if i was to say to you hey reduce your heart rate you can't it's it's how do you do that without breath work how, like there's sort of this it's sort of the step between it there's that it's that way we have a control over our other bodily processes and it's such a voluntary component whereas if i'm just to try reduce my heart rate and i just go right i'm going to reduce my heart rate now i have no control over that directly mm -hmm. it's coming from my breath work understand for yourself i imagine you use this app quite quite frequently it would make perfect sense how is it yeah yeah your own training, your own fitness, or has it impacted your, your type one diabetes? Yeah, I think, you know, I can get, I can dive into all of that. Um, you know, I would describe myself as many people, along with many people as a time crunched athlete. Um, and by athlete, I don't mean by any means a sort of elite or professional level, but just someone that, you know, loves training, loves sport. Um, and loves competing as well. Um, but, you know, we're building a startup here as well, so I'm pretty time-conscious across the fronts. 
And that means that my whole 24 hours, it can have an effect on because in that 24 hours I'm working, I'm training, I'm recovering, I'm sleeping, I'm eating. And we built, we really built the system around supporting that 24 hours. So for me, it involves waking up uh, in the morning. And first thing I'll do is do the 90 second readiness assessment. Following that, I then do my short mindset recovery session that has been tailored to my state and my goal for the day. So when I'm in the morning, I'm asked to select a specific goal and that could span from uh, physical performance to productivity to recovery and rest. For me today, I've got a pretty busy day on. So that, that really focused on productivity. And so my session is going to be focused around how can I get myself in the best state today, given where I'm at, to perform. Um, in that sort of in my work we're then also taking various uh you know measures from your data and also this can be user generated too in terms of someone can just come and look at the library uh to give you specific solutions for our day so for example that might mean involving in a stress reduction session before a big meeting or it might mean using a pre-workout priming session before i engage in my training session um to get me in the best state after you know building up a ton of physical uh, cognitive fatigue for other day it might also involve uh doing some neuro training before or after my workouts to really start to train my mind long term and that's really done when i'm in a great cognitive state and can really take on that added load and then you know it might involve uh some sleep sessions in the evening some four seven eight breathe breath work to really start to get myself in a good state for um sleep and prepare myself for sleep so definitely supports the whole day in terms of the diabetes um super interesting you know i've uh gone on this whole uh i would say human guinea pig experiment throughout the last uh, however many years i've had it and uh i've seen um you know a ton of changes in tech which is really interesting more of a side point but just super interesting and one of the reasons i'm so passionate about this kind of stuff is because I've seen firsthand the real impact that tech can have on people's lives. Uh, when I was first diagnosed, I didn't, we didn't have continuous glucose monitors and it's such a, a game changer. I couldn't get one without a prescription. I yeah. 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 The, test one and wear it for a while and see what foods did what for the body. My doctor's like, you don't need one. I'm like, can I just buy one? They're like, no, like, what's going on? <laughs> there's um there's a company called super super sapiens you can check out which is they do blood glucose monitors for athletes which might be quite interesting um mm-hmm. i use the same tech for my diabetes super sapiens perfect I, I know some of the guys there so uh i'm sure they won't mind me shouting them out here <laughs> mm-hmm. um and um yeah i mean um it's, it's, it has a huge effect on the mind because let's take, for example, a, you know, a big rugby game or you know, a big competition that I'm trying to get in a good state for. Adrenaline has a huge effect on sugar levels, like huge. You could go from like a normal level and without any change in sort of what you've eaten or how much insulin you'd normally take, shoot through the roof because the adrenaline starts kicking in. And having some sort of control over keeping your mind calm, keeping yourself calm um, can be incredibly beneficial at sort of 
preparing yourself for performance and managing your blood glucose levels in that moment because you can sort of control those those things that have an effect on sugar levels outside of just really simple insulin and food and there are a ton uh you know heat has an effect uh, adrenaline has an effect all these different factors have an effect illness has an effect all these different factors just becoming more healthy more resilient more tuned with your mind and body has a huge effect so you're saying that um, adrenaline spikes a person's sugar levels? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty profound that effect. That's crazy because I was just thinking you were 13 when you were diagnosed. Yes, yeah. So I remember being a 13 year old. <laughs> a lot of spikes, you know. You yeah. Get, you get jacked up over the littlest thing, right? Yeah, it's uh, you know, all these different factors that have a huge effect. I mean, stress is going to have an effect on uh, your sugar levels and you know funny thing about stress is that's the time where you're just for me at least that's the time you're just trying to get trying to get stuff done <laughs> and if you're trying to check you know manage that as another thing things can have a sort of cyclical effect um and that's why it's such a you know super important to maintain control over it like for me exercise is a huge huge part of my management and that means that illness has this sort of double effect because if you're ill to the point where it's difficult to train, that's going to then amplify, you know, it's going to make it more difficult to manage your blood sugar levels, but also illness has a direct effect on the sugar levels themselves. So you've got kind of this cyclical effect and then, you know, having a high blood sugar levels can then affect how easy it is to train. And you kind of get into this cycle. You, if, if, if you lose, it's, it's, important to keep control over it and sort of own it because second you lose control things can get harder and harder to manage yeah and i think you just i think you just summed up everything you said in that one line the more you the more you can control the easier it is to manage the less you can control the harder it is to manage and it sounds like your app is is one of those things that allow you to control so many variables yeah 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 i think um you know i it's it's a big thing for me in terms of my own personal thing is is the diabetes but everyone has things in their life that really um they want to have control over so having something that sort of maintains you know helps you refocus helps you uh maintain autonomy uh, it's pretty powerful recenters yourself 100 percent uh, last question here for you. If someone's listening right now, if, you, if they say, you know, why should I try this product? Now, what's the easiest way you would answer that? Yeah, I would say, uh, I asked you at the start, but I would ask everyone to ask themselves what percent of, uh, you know, what percent of their performance they attribute to the mind. And I know from talking to a lot of people about this, this thing, that's somewhere between 50 and 90% for most people. And hopefully in your head, you've got that number right now. And then I'd just like you to consider, okay, it's so important. Are you doing enough to focus on it? And if the answer is no, then please do check us out and you can try it out for free today. I think that's uh, such an important message there. We're going to link all the information to this app uh, in this episode show notes there. I'm going to get on myself. I'm, I'm a human guinea pig like you. I like to always test things. <laughs> and see what I can do with nice. this information. And uh, I'm also definitely going to check out the Super Sapiens, see if I'm a glucose monitor, and just add that to my, to my apps as well and all the tracking information. 
So yeah, anyway, yes, yeah. for coming on the Project Fitness podcast. And uh, thanks for having me. Link all that stuff up in there, and then hopefully we can touch base in a, a further episode and check in and see how you guys are updating, and maybe I can update you on my own metrics. Yeah, please do. We'd love to, love to hear from you. That'd be awesome. Thanks so much, Ed. Awesome. Thanks. Have such a good day. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.